Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. And Hosea finds himself in this position as a, as a single dad of three kids, and his wife left him for another man. God comes to Hosea. Hosea, how's it going? Why would you even ask? I'm a single dad. I love my kids, but there's three of them. And, and Gomer, who you told me to marry, she, she left me for another man. Sorry to hear that. I have another prophetic mission for you. Oh, not again. Not again. Yes, again. Can't be as bad as last time, right? Right? Uh, just tell me what, what is it? Hosea, I need you to go find Gomer and bring her back to be your wife again. Are you kidding me? She left me for another man. Hosea, 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 calm down. I'm going to show Israel how much I love them through your, through your story. Israel, they abandoned you. They abandoned you for other gods. They have been unfaithful to you. They don't deserve your love. They don't deserve your grace. They don't deserve this. Exactly. Exactly. Gomer does not deserve your love. She does not deserve your grace. But I need you to go and find her and bring her back as your wife because I love Israel. And this is how I'm going to tell them our story. Are you serious? Can you imagine how humiliating that must have been for, for Hosea? What do you have to do? Do you have to go door to door? Hey, um, I'm Hosea. You probably know me as the one prophet. Um, sorry you like other gods, not my God. But um, anyway, anyways, can we get to the point? I was married to Gomer, and, and we had three kids, and then, and then she left me. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find her. Have you... Have you seen Gomer? And, and, and door by door by door, hey, have, have you seen Gomer? If, if you see Gomer, would you, let me, would you let me know? Going through all kinds of neighborhoods, looking for Gomer. Finally, he knocks on one door. This man answers the door. Um, sir, uh, my, my name is Hosea. Uh, my, my wife, Gomer, she left me, but I, I'm looking to find her. I'm looking to, 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 to bring her back and be my wife again. And and the man on the other side of the door says, uh, yeah, uh, I know Gomer. I, I've seen her. She, she belongs to me now. Can you imagine that encounter? Hosea nervously, oh, uh, okay, uh, sir, well, uh, I, I need to bring her back. I, I want my wife again. I want, to bring, I want to bring her back to be with me. And the man on the other side of the door says, well, it's going to cost you. And I imagine Hosea being an old man long after this encounter had taken place. And he's writing in the book of Hosea, this book named after him. He's recounting his story, going to be read by generations to come. And he gets to the part where he's standing face to face with the man for whom Gomer left him for. And this man says, you're going to have to buy her back. Hosea records, so I bought her for 15 shekels of silver 
and about a homer and a lethic of barley. And then I told her, you were to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man. And I will behave the same way toward you. The end. Or is it? Is that the end of the story? Do you, do you see yourself in the story of Hosea and Gomer? I do. And I'll tell you this much, I'm not Hosea. As much as it pains me to admit it, I'm Gomer. I'm the runaway. I'm the unfaithful one. I'm not the one in the story seeking to save. I'm the one in the story being, being saved. And if I'm, if I'm Gomer, if I'm Gomer, then who's Hosea? Hosea continues in his book, and, and, and he writes, For the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. I'm a student of, of the Bible, and, and I've read the Bible quite a bit, and, and there's something in, in this story that Hosea records that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. He says that the Israelites will seek the Lord their God and David their king. Hosea tells us that during his lifetime, Jeroboam II was king of Israel. Jeroboam II was the 14th king of Israel. At this time in history, when Hosea was writing, King David was long dead. Long dead. Are the Israelites supposed to seek a dead man? No, that's not what's going on. Hosea was a prophet and he was speaking prophetically. For God spoke to another prophet long ago during the time of David, and this prophet's name was Nathan. And this is what happened. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying, Go and tell my servant David. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. And Hosea knows this promise that God made to Nathan, and he recalls this promise. But he does not yet know the name of the promise. For, for Hosea knows that there will be a king who will reign forever and ever and ever. But he did not know at this point in time when he was prophesying that this king's name is Jesus. If I'm Gomer... Jesus is my Hosea. Hosea's very name means salvation. Jesus is the only one who saves. Do you see the, do you see the similarities in the story of Hosea and the story of Jesus? God speaks to Hosea, Hosea, you're the one holy man amongst an unholy group of people. Jesus was the one sinless man amongst a sinful group of people. God speaks to Hosea, Hosea, I need you to go and find your wife and bring her back again. God the Father speaks to God the Son, I need you to go and find them. Jesus records in Luke chapter, in Luke chapter 19, he's speaking to Zacchaeus, and he says that his mission is to seek and to save the lost. Hosea finds Gomer, and he has to buy her back. The, the price for which he paid, the silver and the wheat, it was the price of a slave. And this is where the stories begin to, 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 to go apart a little bit because Hosea bought Gomer for the price of a slave. Judas sold Jesus 
for the price of a slave. And you get to the payment, and, and Hosea pays with silver and wheat. Jesus' payment would be much different, for Jesus would pay with his blood. God speaks to Jesus. Son, I need you to go down there and show them the love that I have for them. Son, you will make friends quickly, but those friends, they will, they will deny you. One will betray you, and all will abandon you. Son, they're going to they're gonna find you on fraudulent charges. They're going to make stories up about you. They're going to arrest you illegally, and they're going to condemn you to death. They will mock you, beat you, scorn you, and whip you. And son, they will take nails, and they will put them through your wrists and through your ankles, and they will nail you to a tree, and you will hang there, and you will buy them back with your dying breath. You see the similarities? It's a little bit scandalous, I think, that God would speak to Hosea, the prophet, and say, go marry this woman, this woman, the prostitute, yes. And he would buy her back. God would speak to his son, son, that unfaithful group of people, that sinful group of people, go buy them back with your blood. Why would he do this? Why would he do this? If you're looking for a logical reason, you will not find one. Love John 3.16. It does not say for God loved the world. It says for God so loved the world. This is a deep love. This is a wild love. This is an unbridled love. This love makes no sense. It's the kind of love that sends a prophet to marry a prostitute and the only begotten son of God to die for all of humanity. The only explanation for this kind of love, I told you to not forget it, is this. He loves everybody he created. He loves everybody he created. Man with a story. Once upon a time, there was a boy who built a model sailboat. He spent many days and weeks building it. When it was finally completed, he decided that he would test it out on the lake close to where he lived. The boy loved the boat. He was very proud of what he had built. So he went down to the water. First, he made sure the sails were set just right. And then he excitedly placed the boat into the water. And with the greatest of anticipation, he gave it a gentle push. And it took off. The wind caught the sails. The boat cut through the water much better than expected. What a sight. The boat skimmed along so smoothly. But then, unexpectedly, before the boy realized what was happening, the sailboat just kept going. It didn't stop. He hoped that the wind would shift, but it didn't. The sailboat started to rapidly go off into the distance. The boy quickly waded into the water after it with the hope of catching up to it, but it was too far gone. The water was getting too deep. The boat faded off into the distance and, and disappeared. It was gone. It was gone. When he got home, he was crying, and his mother asked him, what's, what's wrong? Didn't it work? The boy replied, it did. 
it actually worked too well and it, and it sailed away. It's gone. I've lost it. And sometime later, the boy was walking downtown. He passed the secondhand store and there in the window, he saw the sailboat, which he built. And he went into the store and went up to the sailboat. He picked it up and said to the store owner, this boat is mine. He held it in his arms and he began to walk out of the store. And of course the owner said, whoa, wait a minute now. That's my boat. That boat belongs to me. And the boy said, no, 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 sir, sir, you don't understand. It's my boat. I made it. Look at the scratches I did. Here's my initials on the bottom. And the owner said, son, son, I'm sorry. But if you want this boat, you're going to have to pay for it. And the poor little guy didn't have any money with him. So he went home and he emptied all the money in his piggy bank. He gathered all that he had. And then the boy went back to the store and bought back his boat. As he left the store, holding the sailboat close to his chest, the little boy whispered to his boat saying, you're my boat. First, you're my boat because I made you. Second, you're my boat because I bought you. You are twice mine. Students, you are God's beloved. First, he made you. Second, he bought you with the blood of his son, Jesus. You are twice his. Why? Because he loves everybody he created. Yes, God loves you. Father, your love is so deep, so wild, so different, so profound. Father, the, the story of Hosea and Gomer makes no sense to us. It makes no logical sense that you would send this prophet to marry a prostitute. And Father, that you would send your one and only Son to pay the penalty for our sin. And we are just grateful that you so loved us. We're grateful in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.